Thanks for joining us for season eight of the Hospitality Hangout. Season eight, Mr. Schatzberg. We are. They, they said we wouldn't make it past season one. Unbelievable. Well, here we are. You know what? Per- perseverance and fantastic guests. But here we go. We're a hospitality sponsors too, Jimmy. Fantastic. Chico's. Thank God for Chico's. A hospitality-focused podcast where the founders of Branded Strategic share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. My name is Jimmy Frischling, otherwise known as the finance guy. I'd like to introduce my partner, Mr. Michael Schatzberg, also known as the restaurant guy. And thanks for that introduction, Jimmy. And to all those listening, feel free to call me Shatsy. Together, We are the personalities behind Branded Strategic Hospitality. Everybody out there, I am the restaurant guy. You can call me Shatsy. And uh, Jimmy and I work at the intersection of hospitality, technology, innovation, and capital. Jimmy, I got to tell you, we got probably one of the best shows ever. I know I've said that before, Jimmy, but this really is one of the best shows. But you know what? Before I get to it, Jimmy, I've been thinking about something all week long. Something has been festering in my head and i just want to i'm just going to throw it out there jimmy boom you know what the marketplace boom a hospitality marketplace is live it's running there's over 400 of the most incredible technology solutions for hospitality operators so let me tell you something jimmy you got to get people that are looking for the best solutions in hospitality tech and innovation go to boom.store Go to boom.store and you will find over 400 solutions. Jimmy, it's unbelievable. I just want to say one thing. Boom. Are we? Do, so I think this is a very big milestone because we've been dropping Easter eggs left and right about sharing news and boom, blah, 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 news and boom. I believe what you just told our listeners is that the branded hospitality marketplace has just been relaunched, renamed, and it's our coming out party, boom.store. Is that right? It is right. Boom. A hospitality marketplace. You can find everything you need right. to operate your restaurant. So check it out for over 400 solutions. All right. Everyone remember where you were when you heard this news. All right. Uh, let's get after it. Let's get into it. Yeah, we are it's really show, it's a big show. It's a big show. We are really excited for today's episode. Our guest today is our wait friend. For wait for it. Wait for this. Mr. Robert Irvine. I'm going to give the man who needs no introduction an introduction. I'm going to attempt this. Uh, A brief introduction. In addition to being a world-class chef and a TV personality, Robert is also an entrepreneur, an author, a philanthropist. And I would say, he'll tell me if if he disagrees, I think he uh, is maybe most proud of his being a tireless and most significant supporter of our nation's military and first responders. Um, Yeah. I'd like to introduce Robert. And, 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 and he's a big guy, too, not for nothing. Big guy. He's a big guy, not small. He's, not small. He's much bigger in person than he, than he is on the TV show. I'll tell you that. I, I, I tell you, Shatsy, we, it, it takes a village. It would take a village. It takes a village to bring him down. Listen, let's get Robert into the mix. Robert, we'll let you take the lead. We're thrilled to have you here. Please give us a little background about yourself and, of course, how you became involved with restaurants and food. Well, hi, guys. First of all, thanks for having me. Um, It does take a village to get us on, and what a great introduction, and you're absolutely correct. For me, everything I do means nothing without the support of our uh, amazing men and women that wear the cloth of our nation, their families, and our veterans. Um, So basically, uh, 11 years old, I started to cook in a home economics class at school because there were 30 girls and me, and I thought, what a great (laughs) way to get a girlfriend. 
Uh, smart, smart. Unfortunately, yeah, well, I didn't, it, it was a good idea, but uh, <laughs> I made my first quiche Lorraine. I took it home, realized that pastry, eggs, a uh, little bacon, onion, some garlic, uh, and cheese made a meal that somebody would be really happy with. And the girls were out the window, food became part of my life. I joined the military at a very young age. My mother walked me down to the uh, recruitment office when I was 15 and a half years old, simply because uh, I used to play hooky or truant from school, drink my dad's beer um, when she went to work. One day she called the house. I picked up the phone, demise of Robert Irvine. Let's go to uh, the military. Um, and I'd been a secret. <laughs> yeah, right. I'd been a secret for many years, um, pretty much like a Boy Scout here in the United States. But I'd be going away uh, every weekend to warships, to bases, Marine Corps bases. Uh, and I, I just loved that life. Became uh, a sailor at 16 years old on my 16th birthday. And here I am at uh, 57 in a couple of weeks uh, doing what I started many years ago, and that's cooking. Um, food to me is the ultimate uh, passion, job, um, lifestyle, whatever you want to call it, because it affects so many other people. That is awesome. And I got to tell you, we got a lot to get into. But Robert, uh, I got to tell you, before we dive into all things Robert Irvine, and there is a lot, uh, I think probably uh, one of the most important initiatives you have, and again, you've got a lot, and we're going to talk about them if we have time, there's so many, is the Robert Irvine Foundation. Uh, the primary focus is giving back, as we said earlier, supporting our service members, veterans, first responders, families, uh, et cetera. Um, what else can you tell us about the Robert Irvine Foundation? How did it get started? Why, who, what, and and, and some of the initiatives you're doing with that? Then we'll get into some of the, the yeah. other businesses you do. But this, I think, is the most important to you. It is because every other business uh, funnels into this. Uh, so the Robert Irvine Foundation was started about eight years ago, almost nine years ago. Um, for about 15 years, I'd been working with Gary Sinise, you know, you know, Gary from many movies sure. and, and Lieutenant mm -hmm. Dan and, and all those things. Uh, Dan. yeah. And one day I was going to Honduras, um, to a special forces base called Sotokana, uh, to do a 4th of July party. He tweeted me and said, Hey, is this the real Robert Irvine? And I went like, hey, duh, because I've got a <laughs> check, you know. And he didn't have one. And I said, is this the real Garrison East? He said it was. So we traded uh, some, some conversation about, you know, I love what Gary does, continues to do, uh, and I could help him. <clears throat> so literally weeks later, he asked me to do a dinner for 10,000 folks at San Diego Naval Medical Center. Which Only 10,000. <clears> yeah, that's easy for me. <laughs> Uh, small. I thought you were going to say 10, a dinner for 10. No, 10,000. Uh, it was a barbecue where we used all the chiefs, all the corpsmen, uh, and fed a lot of people. And Gary did the music. I did the food. Um, and that's pretty much how I met Gary and started with Gary, uh, raising funds for him, building homes, um, the Invisible Spirit Festivals, which we would do in every hospital around the country and around the world. Um uh, Germany and, and so on and so forth. Uh, and then about uh, eight years into that, I decided that I, I felt that I could do more with our own foundation uh, and continue to support his, obviously, which I still do, um, but really in a different format. So Gary takes 
a lot of programs. He built homes. He, he, he does a lot of things. But I wanted my focus to be strategic on food, fitness, uh, mental fitness, uh, and physical fitness. So, so pretty much everything to do with physical and mental health, uh, which we do. Um, so some of the programs are, you know, we, we have a program called Breaking Bread for Heroes. We do Mobius devices. So if you think of a Segway, um, Dean Kamen was the developer of the Segway or the inventor of the Segway, developed a wheelchair that stands up eye level, can go up and down stairs on its own, um, about $50,000, $48,000 a piece. Um, and we partnered with him, and last year we gave away nine of those to uh, service members, first responders, firefighters, police officers, et cetera. Um, but we also do uh, um, programs with dogs. We do programs with reunions. We do program. I, I mean, there's just a, a whole bunch of things that we do, but mainly to give freedom back to those that have lost it um, through injuries, through war, whether it be post-traumatic stress, invisible wounds, or we don't call it post-traumatic stress anymore. We call it post-traumatic growth, uh, TBI, um, and we use we, we partner with the USO, we partner with TAPS, we partner with um, um, uh, just a thousand folks uh, to to make life better for others, uh, and that's what the foundation does, and continues to build programs uh, and partner with with very amazing um, folks to you know make life easier for others. It's awesome, and it's really incredible, all the different endeavors uh, that you work on to support uh, the foundation. Um, one of those businesses, um, and, and this got Shatsy and I and the team at Branded all excited, is your new virtual kitchen, um, Robert Irvine's American Heroes, a, a sandwich concept you've launched. Shatsy, get ready, get ready, in partnership with virtual- – Jimmy, it's Robert O. 1973, the Grosvenor House. I was with Paul McCartney. I can't even talk about that, and he killed me. And Robert, please note that was Shatsy doing his worst imitation or his best imitation of you. But yes, Mr. Robert Earl, friend of uh, the branded team, virtual dining concepts, VDC. Um, but listen, but Robert, we talk a lot about ghost and uh, kitchens and virtual restaurants mm-hmm. on the Hangout and at Branded. It's becoming really a a meaningful force, um, good, bad, or otherwise, in the industry. And it's an area of the market we're watching really closely and to see how it grows. How is your brand doing? Um, how do you like operating the virtual space? And where can our listeners order? Where can they find you? Well, I, 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 number one, let, let's talk about virtual kitchens. I was not, and I repeat, I was not, was not a, a fan of virtual kitchens, even through COVID. Um, is that breaking news? Uh, no, well, I, 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 I imagine Robert Irvine's been talking been about it. I imagine he's expressing his view. So <laughs> I, you're, I, you're, you're converted. Okay. I converted that for a reason because, you know, when you put your name on something and you allow somebody else to do it, uh, it's it's scary because you're not scary, the one knows foods and it's your name. And, and we have a pretty big brand. Uh, so I was not a big fan of it. I went to to Vegas to meet Robert Earl, who'd done guys and all the other people that he deals with. Um, mm-hmm. And he assured me, um, based on working with my corporate chefs, I have four corporate chefs uh, full time, that we could do this. So, uh, you know, when I say I wasn't, I am a convert. 
Um, and the beautiful thing about the, the ghost kitchen for me, or that I'm a huge sandwich guy, just so you know, um, is that I wanted to choose. So is Jimmy. Jimmy loves a sandwich. Oh my God. I, <laughs> I just think it's the best thing ever. And I wanted to, to open this concept in military bases, which at some point we will. Um, and all the money's going to the foundation to give back. So I, I think now off the top of my head, and, I, and I'm, I'm guessing here this, not guessing, but I am, uh, I think there's like 20, 22 of them around the country. Um, Right now, I, I get you the list because I can't tell you where they all are right now. Um, mm-hmm. I feel that I feel a lot. Everybody loves a good sandwich. There's so many, you know, other other brands out there that you know the Jersey Mike's, the Subways, the, the, the blah blah blah. But your name, your sandwich name. Tell us, tell our listeners your sandwich name because it's a great name. So we've got fight. We've got uh, we've got American. So it's Robert Irvine's American Heroes, right? Right. Why it's American it? Hero. It's just so why, perfect. Why did I choose that? Because the money I wanted to go to foundation, I want to progress this into, um, you know, uh, a, a franchise kind of brand because I mm-hmm. believe that it's a great brand and giving back to a great cause, which is our first responders, our men and women, our veterans, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that's why we chose the name. That's why we, we picked five hot sandwiches, five cold sandwiches, you know, I just think it's a great way. So I'm a big breakfast eater. I'm a brick sandwich eater. Um, and I thought it was the next best thing. And, and based on our arc of business and what we do in business, which you'll talk about at some point, I'm sure. Because um, since I saw you guys last, we're in three, three new businesses already. And I've got one for you that's going <laughs> to blow your socks off. But you have no This could be breaking news, Shanti. It's just going to be good news. That's so it. let That's me just go through this. Let me okay, go ahead, Jimmy. Go ahead. I want to say no because Robert said he was skeptical, uh, had his concerns about you know putting his name, his brand, mm-hmm. uh, in a virtual uh, on a virtual brand for all the reasons chats you and I have talked about it. And I think one of the key lessons we've learned is is not all these platforms are are the same. And I guess um, and I'll give a, a, a shout out to our friend uh, Robert Earl and and Trish Giordano and the team over there. Um, they're hospitality people. They're food people. They're restaurant people. And I think what what Chats and I had observed um, with some other platforms was that they're tech people. Um, And it's almost like they didn't care. Um, And I don't want to – I'm not hitting everybody, but there were those out there who I thought cared less. The food doesn't matter. It's how fast you get it. How fast you get it there. The food doesn't matter. How how easy is the user interface? You eat a crappy sandwich. Exactly. So I actually love the fact that Robert Irvine partnered with a hospitality crew first and foremost to make sure this brand, the integrity – was there in the brand? I just want to share that. I, 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 well, I know, pass I've it back to you. Since, since Robert was in, I was the executive chef at Caesars and he was still at, um, Banner Hollywood. Um, yep. and, and I met him numerous times and I love him. He's an eccentric guy. Um, but he, great guy. He, he lives, eats, and breathes food. And to yes. me, 100%. That's who you want to be with if you want to protect and grow a brand. Absolutely. No, no doubt. So we've so we've got now we've talked a little bit about the Robert Irvine Foundation, all the great things you're doing there. We talked about Robert Irvine's American Heroes, great sandwich concept that you're launching with VDC. That's two. Let's get into I mean, nobody likes to have a drink more than Jimmy and I after a hard day's work. Love to get to the restaurants and break <laughs> some bread and have a cocktail. Let's get into another business. It's 
the Irvine's American, it's a whole distilled spirits business, Irvine Spirits. I mean, I got to tell you, you got Irvine's American Dry Gin. Jimmy loves, loves a good gin cocktail. You got the Irvine Precision Distilled Vodka. I mean, it's unbelievable. What can you tell us about this? And my last question is, when is the bourbon? When is the whiskey coming out? Because that's really what Jimmy and I love. But give us give us a little background on this. So let's go right back. Uh, about six years ago, I met a, a couple who came to a food event and sponsored um, a cocktail party for me, uh, Marat and his wife, Z. Um, great, great people, Polish. Um, had a distillery in Pennsylvania. Um I said, okay, let's go and look at it. We partnered five years ago, Boardroom Spirits. That was That's the actual distillery name in Lansdale, Pennsylvania. And believe me, it has, if I tell you one bottle of vodka cranberry has eight pound of cranberries, real cranberries in it, that'll give you an idea of how quality it is. Um, the problem with that is it's great in a small small batch to to sell quickly. But as a national brand, it couldn't go national because when it sits on a shelf and you have sediment, people think, oh, uh, it's not the visual aspect of it is not good. So we changed uh, based on Disney. Disney asked me to change the name from Boardroom to Irvine's for an obvious reason. We'll get there in a second. Um, so in November of last year, we launched the American Gin, which is 13 botanicals, which I picked myself and I did the research with the distiller myself to the point I actually went to Sri Lanka to pick up the cinnamon. Um, because what we wow. use in the United States, um, cassia is not very good. Right. So, so I want super duper high quality. Um, but, but in an, a price range that you can afford and have fun with. It's not junipery. There are junipers in it, but I wanted more of a citrus note. It's an American dry gin as opposed to a Hendrix or, you know, one of those that you feel like you're drinking Christmas trees. And some people like that. That's great. Not for me. Um, so I call it the, the non-gin drinkers gin. Um, then we started with a so, – so Boardroom has a vodka and a gin. Then I did another one and a different recipe for Irvine's, which is now in 42 states. Uh, and then we'll continue to, to bring out – we have uh, in the Boardroom Spirits, the, the distillery, we have cans of uh, vodka and iced tea, uh, vodka and diet soda, vodka. I mean, we have a, a colossal catalog of products, rum. Bourbon will come out this year. Oh, yeah. All right, Jimmy. We have whiskey. Um, it's, it's, the brand is phenomenal. So if you go into Pennsylvania in the tri-state area, you'll find boardroom really big. Um, mm. Now we're going with Irvine's with a gin and vodka national because that's what apparently people want. Um, and if you look at – Of course they want it. If you Robert look, Irvine for crying out loud. But the difference is – and here's the difference, guys. <laughs> I don't license my name to anybody. I own the product, so I own the distillery. I just put in millions of dollars. It's a 23,000-square-foot distillery. Um, Fit Crunch is now over 250,000 square foot, um, which we started eight years ago. I just opened the new warehouse and, and uh, plant last week, last Wednesday. And we hire 
local. So, so PA is my kind of my circle of, of influence where I, where I employ a lot of people. Um, so yeah, that's how we got into the distilling business. Uh, and we have a taste. No, I, I think, when are we taking, when are we taking a road trip, Jim? We got to check out this distillery. I say yeah. we get going down there. Look, I think Robert, you're a, uh, you're a very authentic person. And I think the reason why you're having, uh, the success you're having in part is, is you're not just putting your name on things. You are, as you said, you're, you're picking the ingredients, you're picking the you're, you're investing in the brand. You're developing the concept. The and cinnamon I think, from Sri Lanka, Jimmy. I think, and I think customers and guests. Um, I mean, you're a chef. They under they appreciate the authenticity of what you bring to this. Listen, Chazzy we, joked around and jested. We've done something different. Yes. So you you hear about wine pairings? This is a chef cultivated distillery. So so yep. we make cocktails to go with food. Just like you've, you've seen sense. over the years, guys, you guys have been in this business for, for like since Jesus Christ was born. But he's called us old. He's called us old. But you think about beer and, and beer dinners and wine dinners. Well, we're now doing um, uh, drinks. Spirit dinners. Uh, cocktails. Yeah, cocktails. Yep, mixology. No, nope, yep. I love it. And um, again, Shatz and I were both bartenders. Um, I, actually, I was I thought very good, but Shatz was far more popular because Shatz he decided he couldn't both serve drinks, talk to the women at the bar, and then run the register. So he just didn't charge for the drinks. He was very popular. Listen, oh. he was he was joking around about how we do uh, we eat and drink, and he's not wrong. We really do enjoy uh, breaking bread. But but you also talked about fitness, and that is a big part. Of, uh, of both of our lives and I'm, I'm personally a big fan of fitness challenges and and for for a conversation over your spirits and a, and a spirits tasting dinner i have never lost a weight loss challenge albeit the last time i played i, I have to retire because i found myself in the emergency room but that's that's a story for another time but i love what you're doing for crunch for a vet the campaign crunch for a vet mm-hmm. uh, launched by your protein bar company you just mentioned another crunch. Another yeah, crunch. it is a campaign to raise 50 thousand for the robert irvine foundation through sweat uh through the sweat of friends and fans of roberts um you know fit crunch asked folks to post a video on social media of them performing an ab crunch uh, or crunches with the hashtag crunch for a vet every time a crunch is performed fit Con- fit crunch your company will donate one dollar to the robert irvine foundation uh which will go towards the purchase of these uh, talked about these powered wheelchairs for severely wounded veterans um it's it really is something spectacular and special. Um, can you share a little bit of how the campaign is going for our listeners? Yeah. So so in actual fact, we just pushed that to a hundred thousand. By the way, um, yeah, fifteen thousand was too low, Robert. I was thinking yeah. there must be a, a zero yeah. missing there. That was when we started it three years ago. He's just reading old notes. Get up with the pro. Oh, it's old. It's old. Jimmy is always a little bit behind. Um, yeah, it's old as new again. The coolest <laughs> thing is, um, a lot of viewers don't know or the, maybe or listeners, I'm sorry, do know that I do a lot of work with the military. So I spend about 150 days a year on the road with the military. Just come back from Germany, uh, Poland, Spain, um, uh, Romania. Um, and the reason I'm telling you that is because I am now working with the um, armed forces to change the feeding with a new program called H2F, which is holistic feeding. Um, across the board, I'm in Air Force, Marine Corps, Coast Guard, and Space Force. So when, when I go into, we talk about a nutrition brand. Yes, the nutrition brand started eight years ago. It's a $150 million a year brand. 
But Wait, how much? $150 million a year is what that Fit Crunch bar. Really? How come you didn't even comment? $150 million worth of Fit Crunch bars? Yeah, and he just ate that all on his own. But the coolest thing about that is, <laughs> the coolest thing about that is, is it, it plays into all of the fitness things that we do for um, our post-traumatic stress, the foundation, the active duty men and women right now are reserving National Guard and I want to put a, a little note in there about Planet Fitness because Planet Fitness, Chris Rondo is one of my partners um, who is is working, uh, just finished a program from April till November, or well, it's not finished yet, but you know, over 20 million people, kids from 14 to 19, getting in gyms, getting fit. And, and, and why do I tell you that in our industry? Because moms and dads that, that, that have kids, and, and don't push them to eat well or, 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 or exercise for, for reasons beyond their control sometimes. In other words, financials, we don't have the money, we don't have the, the, the expertise. We are trying because now it's a national security issue. Not one person in the United States of America can join the military without extended training because they're already obese by our standards of military. So the Chris Rondos of the world, um, the Fresh Produce uh, Association of the World, all these folks that are working together to try and, and get our country back healthy again. And that's our job too. That's our restaurant job. Yes, we have indulgent food. Of course we do. But Fit Crunch is about, okay, education, selling a product, making you healthier. I'm not saying Fit Crunch makes you healthier. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is to put you on a path with nutrition, with exercise, with sleep, with the holistic approach, which is what we do mm -hmm. in the military. It makes a lot of sense, man. I got to tell you, uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, listen, as I, I got to talk about another, another thing. I mean, we talked about the foundation. We talked about the, the American hero, the new sandwich brand you're, you're launching with VDC. You got the gin. You got the vodka. We're going to have some whiskey pretty soon. You got the rum. You got the Fit Crunch, $150 million worth of Fit Crunch. You're, you got so many things going on. But I got to tell you, let me be the guy to bring up the one that I think, I think you're most known for is the Food Network show, Restaurant Impossible. And I don't know how you do all that and still have a hit show on television, 19 seasons. I mean, I don't know when you sleep. I know Jimmy doesn't sleep. I don't know when you sleep. <laughs> Look, as an operator, I'm a huge fan. My whole family is a huge fan of Restaurant Impossible. I can relate to it. I think it's funny. It's entertaining. It's just, I mean, obviously it's on for 19 season. It has to be. Let me just dig in a little bit because I just want to ask you a couple questions about that show. I mean, I see so many crazy situations there, and some I can relate to as an operator because I've seen them all. Some I can't even believe are, are, are real, but I'll, I'm going to ask you about that if some of these are made up or not. Uh, I, I don't know, but they seem so crazy. Can you share a couple, two or three of the most common mistakes operators make and some of the biggest hurdles to success that you've come across? I mean, in the 19 seasons, I mean, you've seen it all. I mean, is any of this made up or is this all real? Well, first of all, I'll answer that question. Um, it's all real. I have no knowledge of the people. I have no knowledge of the, the, the situations till I actually walk in the door and I sit and talk to them. 
And from that point forward, that means eight o'clock and nine o'clock in the morning. And we open the following uh, evening at six o'clock, having done renovation, changed the menu, retrained, et cetera. The biggest, the, and by the way, it's 21 seasons, but that's okay, 19 years old. <laughs> but anyway, I'm always a little bit behind. You know that. You know that. Jimmy said 15,000 with 100,000. That guy, if I didn't correct you. So, so the first thing I find is the biggest problem is leadership. For me, leadership is a, a paramount importance. Why? Because you set expectations and you hold people accountable. If there's no leadership, uh, and there's nobody guiding the ship as such, then people do what they want and these restaurants get into problems. Um, the biggest failing restaurant group in the world is Italians. Why is that? Not against the Italians, but the mom tells them they can cook great sauce or gravy. They make great pasta, so let's open a restaurant. You open a restaurant, you extend the credit cards to, to the max, you bring all your friends in, you give them drinks just like you do, and you don't charge because you're too busy talking. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe right. I should be on Restaurant Possible. <laughs> yell at me. <laughs> the funny thing is, six months in, they realize they're half a million dollars in debt. And I can tell you the biggest debt I've actually fixed on 324 uh, episodes was one in Cerritos, California, $1.1 million in debt. Uh, a grandmother, a mother, and a daughter. So three generations. Uh, I was there probably four months ago. They're now doing $3.4 million a year after paying off the debt. Um, so I can tell you that, that in three years since COVID, quote, unquote, we are 96% successful in the restaurants we've turned around. And it's all Unbelievable. leadership, setting expectations, holding people accountable. And I think they're the three biggest things you have to do in any business, not just the restaurant business, you know, because it's scalable, whether you're U.S. Airways, American Airways, um, NBC Universal, Comcast, uh, Cisco, Compute, it doesn't matter. Business is business regardless, and you set the expectations and you set the direction of that company as the boss. And when mm -hmm. you don't have that, that's when you fail. Dropping knowledge, Shatsy. The no, gentleman, Robert's dropping knowledge. I dig it. Listen, while Robert, sorry, while Shatsy's watching Restaurant Impossible, it's, you know, it's the competitive athlete side of me that can't resist a good competition. I'm watching Restaurant Rivals. Another you, show. Another <laughs> show. Another show where you and Mr. John Taffer put your guiding principles to the test using your trademark combination of tough love and sharp business acumen to uh, help a pair of struggling restaurant owners back to profitability. I won't give out any of the spoilers. And, I, and, I'll, tell you, and, I'll, and I'll tell you off air the reality of that. So, okay. <laughs> Can you share a little bit about the first season that I guess, and so, Shanti, I hope we're not behind on this one, but thing, will there be a second season? The beautiful thing about, uh, about John and I, we do something very similar, except um, he does bars with food. Yep. I do restaurants with bars. With a bar. Right. right, right. Um, I'm a chef by trade. John's a bartender by trade. So we're very different and we have very different my show, I will tell you, is a real 48 hours, and it really happens in real time. When you work with people from different networks, and we, and we had to because John couldn't, I can't go on Paramount, Paramount can't go on, on Food Network, but we can- a lot, a lot of politics, I suspect, a lot of politics. Yeah, but we can stream. 
Um, so it's kind of fun. And, and people have been asking John and I to work together for years. And we had the opportunity to. And it was a great experience, I will tell you, because um, it just bolsters what I do for a living, what John does for a living, and how many issues there are out there with both bars and um, restaurants. I will tell you, there are no actors in my shows. There are no fake timelines. There are no what you see is what you get. And if you don't like it, don't watch. It's authentic <laughs> like you, sir. I would yes. expect nothing less, but I had to ask because some of those stories are so crazy. I'm like, how could people be doing that? But you said, I mean, that's crazy. Hey, Shachi, well, by the way, a veteran, a veteran um, uh, three weeks ago um, who I've now put into a, a place in Boston to help me through post-traumatic through my foundation, um, but, but couldn't get out off his chair, couldn't do, the restaurant was failing miserably because he'd lost all, you know, a former Marine. Um, mm -hmm. and I, and I think, look, if I can't fix it, and by the way, I don't believe there's anything that cannot be fixed. You start with the end in mind and you go back in the steps to make sure that you have the steps to be successful and train the people. I'm only there for 48 hours. So what you see in 42 minutes of television time, I'm with them for 48 hours straight. So not only do we teach you and do it, but when the cameras are off doing something, I mean your face teaching you. Yelling at them. Tough sometimes, love, tough sometimes. love. But, tough I love. Found, tough but I found from the early years when I used to get really angry with people, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't equate to them. It's like having children. You can put somebody in a tight Who screams more? You or Gordon Ramsay? You or Gordon Ramsay? Who screams more? Gordon. <laughs> I'm the nice English version. Okay. <laughs> By the way, Shanti, I forgot. I think Gordon Ramsay's TV is all show because I've heard he's an amazing human being. So I'll put that out there. There you go. Listen, right, Chatty, right. all I was going to say is um, uh, Robert and I decided that uh, we're, he's going to let you have John Taffer, I get Robert, and we're going to go on a two-on-two -two cage wrestling match, okay? Just saying, okay. I get Robert, you get Taffer, oh, and I wish you good luck with that. I don't, I don't, I get Robert. That's no <laughs> offense. I've seen Taffer. He seems like a great guy, but that's not even a three-minute cage match. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> Jimmy, seriously. Dude. It's all about it's all about the draft choice. Jimmy, Jesse, I got first Jimmy, draft we, choice. We got that in about three and a half seconds. Forget <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I right, listen. Right, it turns out that uh, while Shatz and I started this podcast because we love bringing on friends, bringing on guests, and 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 talking to other people, we also learn the, along the way that sometimes our guests have questions for us. So here we go, talking back, where we offer our guests a chance to ask us uh, any questions they might have. And as we like to say, nothing is off the table. So, Mr. Irvine, sir, the microphone is yours. Um. I mean, I know you guys, so it's kind of is is. What is your toughest job in the day? What is the toughest thing Ooh. you both face in the day? I love that question. Uh, yeah, I I gotta have that. I'd say mine is the Peloton in the morning, Jimmy. I gotta <laughs> tell you, I mean, uh, you know, an hour on the Peloton in the morning is killing me. Uh, not, you know, Robert, it's killing me. I tell you. <laughs> well, obviously, it's not working. So give it up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Go on, um, go, go on I, I, dude. 
<laughs> I, I think I think it's a great question. Also, by the way, Shatsy, Robert could take you on one of his uh one, one of his uh his fitness challenges, and I'm telling you, you'll come out a better man. You might come out in pieces, but you come out I a better man. Dead. <laughs> I, no, I think it's a great question. I I think um first of all, I like to say that all of our most valuable commodity is time. That is yeah. the most precious thing we have. Uh, we can always make more money. Uh, you, you can give it a chance to make more money, but but time we cannot manufacture therefore you need to value it and and prioritize and treat it accordingly so to me and thinking about your question about the most you know the biggest challenge um we're growing we're an emerging company we're loving it we're having a really good time we're also keeping busy uh with a variety of businesses that all kind of center on how to help operators improve margins for their restaurants with capital with marketing and otherwise Time management is the biggest challenge, and um, um, and and stretching ourselves. I think it's healthy to be stretched. It keeps you excited. It keeps you engaged. But then there's the point where you're stretched, where you become less, um, not functioning properly, and you become there's there's uh, diminishing returns. You all of a sudden um, are no longer adding value because it, it, you're stretched to the point of breaking. And I think. I mean, for me during the day, I think managing time is, is probably the single biggest challenge that I, I, I really try to address because I know if I'm focused, I can be valuable for, for my for the company, for our clients, for our, for myself. But when I'm stretched to the point where it's helter skelter, the returns just diminish incredibly. So okay. uh, that to me is the biggest challenge. I'm sticking I'm sticking with my hour uh, on the Peloton. So I've here's my follow on question, because there's a specific reason I asked that question. If time is the problem, what does balance in life look like for you both? Ooh, and I have an answer. Really to good that question. Too, but. Really good question. Um, you know, um, again, category of TMI. I'm, I, I got married later in life. I have a young daughter. Um, and an, for the first time, I, I have a more a greater appreciation of kind of why I work and 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 my responsibilities and focusing on the important things. I'm very fortunate. I really love working at Branded. I don't tell Shats I said this. I really love working with him and the team. Um, so to me, this is a cerebral sport that I'm fortunate to play. But I need to be home for my family, and I need to find ways to stretch stretch the day. And I will say, we're we're I'm fortunate to be in a day and age where technology allows me to work in any number of places, and 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 all you know from home from work. But I really try to keep balance of being home for my wife and daughter, while also um, you know being present um, for them and and the company of which I support. Yeah, I'm going to just uh, say, you know, trying to spend more quality time with the with the folks that you really care about and love is definitely a challenge. But as you get older, wiser, you recognize what's most important and some of the things that, yes, they need to get done. But to Jimmy's point, spending time with the folks that you really care about and love is, is something that uh, you really have to treasure. I think if I learned anything from the pandemic, it was life is short. So you got to really enjoy each day, you know, listen. I can't let you ask any more questions, Robert, because I, I got to get into the next segment. I got to get into the next segment. I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to make a statement. You pull me on it. I'm going to make my time. So listen. Okay, go ahead. I disbelieve what you both just said. Because as a type A personality, you are driven to be successful in everything you do. And every person yes. I have asked from the president, Republican, and Democrat down to the Sinises, to the James Cons, to all the people who are successful that I come across, I ask the same question. And each one of them says, if you are driven, there's no such thing as balance in your life. And I 
I believe that. So I'll leave it there. Now you can go on. Oh, great, great answer. Damn it. Great Damn point. It. There's no balance. I'm trying to get balance, but I can't get balance. I think you just gave me the answer. We'll try. We ain't going to get it. So you know what? We ain't going to get it. I ain't going to get it. I feel better. All right, listen, Robert, <laughs> real quick, because I know we're running out of time, and you got to go start another business. Uh, Brandon Quickfire, I'm going to ask you five lightning round questions. I want you to give me the first answer that comes to your mind. Are you ready, sir? Yes. Treadmill or spin bike? Treadmill. Where are you getting dinner from tonight? Uh, sandwich. What is your favorite food city in the world? Oh, my God. Now, that's a tough one. Um, there's so many. I, I can't put my finger on one. I mean, Vegas is great, but I love – but I, love, I travel so much. I travel 345 days a year around the world. I was just in Munich. Munich is a great food city, but so is Egypt. So – all right, we're going, we're going, we're going, we got a lot, we got a lot. We're going to go with Vegas, we're going to go with uh, Egypt as an entire country, and we're going to go with Munich as a city. So we got a lot there. Okay, here we go. So, Favorite place to travel? Favorite place to travel? It's going to be the same tough question. So, no, it's not. It's really easy for me. Um, it's, oh. it's when people say to me the same question as, what's your favorite meal and who would you cook for? Um, whenever I travel, it's normally to a military base. Uh, that's my favorite travel. Um, and wherever that base is, the country I'm in, then I venture outside of that base occasionally, whether it be Abu Dhabi, Syria, uh, Afghanistan, Iraq, Poland, Spain, Germany. They're my favorite times of travel because I get to influence change. I love it. I love it. All right. Last question. The most important question. If you were to challenge Jimmy or I to a go-kart race, who do you have better odds of beating? Both of you. <laughs> I, knew that. I, knew, I knew that was going to happen. All right. That was my quick fire. Jimmy, take it away. I like it, Chachi. I might accept Robert beating us, but there's no question I'm beating you, just so we're thank clear. You, thank you, All right, of Robert, we, we want to thank you so much for joining us uh, on the podcast and for sharing all your great insights. Uh, we, we really appreciate uh, your tireless efforts, um, the work you do to support the industry, um, and the work you do to support the industry, uh, sorry, the, the military and our first responders. Um, I, I think that, uh, uh, again, as you, as you admitted, above and beyond everything else and anything else, um, that is truly something you're passionate about and it shows in everything you do and and uh on behalf of brandon and our listeners um we want to thank you for all that if you want to get in touch with robert directly um you can email i have brandon. a cell phone right here jimmy let me give yep. you everybody the cell yeah, phone but we're still going to invite the, our, yeah exactly <laughs> we're still going to invite uh, our listeners to con contact us at podcast at brandedstrategic.com uh we'll we'll be happy to make the connection our long-term uh long, long time listeners know we we only made that mistake of giving out a direct cell phone in season one we're we're now kg veterans of season eight um to our listeners we of course want to thank you so much for tuning in we know there are literally hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there and the fact that here we are in season eight um and the subscriber base we have has just grown exponentially is something we greatly appreciate. Wait, Robert, before we finish up, if I want to see Restaurant Rivals, where are we going to watch it? It's on Discovery Plus. Discovery Plus, all my listeners out there. Discovery Plus. Watch Irvine and Taffer go crazy. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our podcast. You don't miss out any of the exciting guests we have coming up in the future. Uh, 
from myself, Jimmy Frischling, the finance guy, with great appreciation uh, to Mr. Robert Irvine. I will pass it back to my boy, Shatsy, to close this out. Shatsy, a.k.a. Restaurant Guy. Thanks, everybody. Cheers. Thanks, Robert. Thank you, Robert. You're welcome, guys. Stay safe. <laughs>